Welcome to the Nardi Realty Podcast with Robert Nardi. Hey there, Charlie McDermott, back in the Nardi Realty Studio with Robert once again. Robert, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Charlie. It's uh, it's like an oven outside, and I'm roasty and toasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I every now and then I, I take a look at the temperatures, and I just um, I'm stunned. I, I mean, now now. Part of it, I'm stunned because I'm on the beach or I'm in the water and I see it's 96 degrees and I'm I'm surprised it was that warm. But certainly if I'm off the beach, uh, you know, these these temperatures, they, they can uh, wear on you. You're holding up, though. Yeah, I think this is uh, this is like the hottest summer I remember. And I, I and I don't yeah. know. It's it was so odd the other day. It was like not even like a humid we have a lot of humidity here, obviously, because we live by the Gulf Coast. But but it wasn't humid. It was up more like it was more like dry, hot air. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Uh, more like Arizona, Las Vegas, yeah, Nevada, that kind of thing. So um, it's interesting mm-hmm. how uh, things have changed a little bit this summer in regard to that. But mm-hmm. um, I was driving, and I've never seen this in my car. My car temperature for the outside temperature was 101. I mean. Whoa. Yeah, that's what it said, 101. So it's very unusual because I tell people we live in a subtropical climate. We don't ever go above 95 or 96 degrees generally. Yeah. And then yeah. it feels warmer because of the humidity. But when I saw that 101, I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know. And it really comes yeah. down to rain because uh, yeah, usually yeah. the rain will cool things off to a point where, and then that's where you get the humidity and it cools things off. But there are some days that do, it's a very odd weather pattern we've been having because it doesn't rain during the day. Sometimes it rains in the evening, which is nice. You wake up and it's a little cooler, but that's why we're getting these, I think these higher temperatures. So, so who knew? So you have a, a career in, it was meteorology uh, after real estate. Is that, <laughs> is that the next uh, stage for you? Maybe. I don't know. It looks like it would be a lot of fun, though. I see all those people pointing at maps. <laughs> Except for the ones that have to go visit the sites yeah. where the hurricanes are happening. Yeah. I don't know about that job. <laughs> I, I just always assume they're the folks who kind of got on the management's bad side and they're right. trying to get rid of them, you know? <laughs> well, it's funny because, as you know, we're pretty prevalent to have hurricanes, you know, obviously. And, uh, you know, when you when some of the people like Al Roker or Jim Cantori make their way down to your place of living, you know that something's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's never a good thing. No, never a good thing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about good things and let's talk about it. I know we talked a lot about this, this crazy real estate market and uh, certainly, you know, uh, We'll touch on that. Uh, also, you know, something we haven't really touched on, and that's the rental market. So uh, let's let's uh, delve into that. Sure. There's, you know, and people have to understand there's uh, we have a huge rental market down here in southwest Florida. And either you're dealing with annual rentals or you're dealing with seasonal rentals. People may or may not know this, but the difference between an annual rental and a seasonal rental, usually anything that's more than six months and one day that's kind of considered a semi-annual or annual rental. Anything below, uh, you know, six months or below is considered, uh, you know, uh, a seasonal rental. And there's ramifications uh, for those seasonal rentals because there's something called a short-term tax that has to be taxed like a hotel room on short-term rentals. So, so like, say if the rent for a short-term rental is, I'll throw this number out, 3000 a month, that's $9,000. Well, because, because of the state tax that you have to pay of 6% and this other short-term, uh, you know, uh, 
rental tax that you have to pay either to call to call your county is another 5%. So you're paying 12% on top of whatever you're renting. And people okay. think, okay, so I'm paying 12% on the, uh, you know, that $9,000, but you're also paying that on certain activities that, that generally should be taxed. And, and like for cleaning services or, um, there's other services that are taxed with that 12% as well. So, so it's a, a big, it's, it's a big increase for people that are just really mm-hmm. renting short term. That's why sometimes people, when they look at the dollars and cents of it, they decide to rent annually just because the, the, you know, they're, they're maybe using their condo for four or five months. But if you take those monies during season that are a higher cost and you spread it over 12 months and you find an annual, now you have the ability to come down whatever you want and it's, and, and it's an annual rental. So some people, it's a little bit better for that. And, and as far as rentals go, they have increased quite a bit. They've increased somewhere around the 20% mark over the past year. And then we saw a lot of activity early in 2022 and then in 2021 and 20, you know, when COVID hit, um, you know, we've kind of became a mecca for people because, you know, our state was pretty much opened very early. And so and we have obviously great weather, great beaches, and we became a real destination for a lot of people. So so people were flocking down in droves because they they were tired of uh, the, ma- you know, mass mandates. They were mm-hmm. tired of living the way they were living up in their 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 other states. Yeah. And so. We had this huge rush of, and that's why I think we also are, uh, you know, our rental market exploded is because they just wanted to get away and whatever they could rent, they could rent. You know, at this the same time, though, we lost a lot of our international travelers uh, from Europe, uh-huh. people who, who would generally rent during the summertime. Like there's a huge market here, usually in August. I mean, it just really increases because a lot of the, a lot of Germans, a lot of Italians, they take their, their, their five or six weeks during August and, and they go for the whole month. And we usually see a big spike, but this year we have it. And my theory about that though is, is because People have been bottled up so long that that they didn't really see their relatives in Europe, that the Europeans didn't see their other relatives. So they're visiting those people. And then also now that that all states are pretty much open now, there's no really mass mandates in states anymore that that now now they have the ability to go ahead and and visit the you know California the redwood forest and and you know they all and and what's becoming a hot spot I, I I think I've seen so many people now two places Europe everyone is like if you look everyone's like in Europe or they're in Alaska I mean everyone went to Alaska yeah. this year I mean you you could talk to every That's- like every 10th person and they're they're going to Alaska so, so you know, what about yeah. Florida? Well, Florida you, was a mecca for all these travelers, but now, now they have the ability to travel. So what's happening there is that the rents have gone up 20%, but now mm. we're seeing, you know, some declines as well now, because now what is it? It's a theory of supply and demand. The, the, mm. the, the less demand, more supply comes on the market and, and, and something has to happen to order to rent uh, uh, your, your place. So, so it's an interesting mix and uh, people, people find it um, challenging sometimes to find a rental. And we, we are, we're lucky because I, in already Realty, I have probably over 300 rentals. So, 
Wow. A lot of them are, a lot of them about, uh, I would say about 140 are annuals and about 160 are seasonal rentals. And we're, hmm. we, we continue to look for, for rentals because there is still a hot commodity, especially if you own a single family home with a pool. If you own a single family home with a pool and you wish to rent it, those are their pre- pretty much sought after rentals because what happens is families come down, they invite their children and so forth and so on. So, and they want their privacy. Um, also, you know, people are paying, it's, it's unbelievable what people are paying in rentals uh, in, especially if you're in the, on the Gulf of Mexico or in areas like we have a very high end area called um, Port Royal and Aqualane Shores. And uh, we, our rentals, we have one house that's, renting for $100,000 a month during season. And we already booked two months. <laughs> so it's pretty, pretty amazing. So, um, but there is hope uh, for people that wish to rent. And uh, I think the, I think we're seeing a change compared to what we saw even four months ago and more is coming on the market. And you just, you know, you just have to work. You know, my best advice is also, not only work with a realtor that that is in the rental market, but also look for yourself, you know, go on uh, the RBO. Sometimes people can do that and then somehow maneuver that into an annual, you know, but try every path you can. But I think your, your, your best bet is to start with a realtor because we have access to the entire uh, stock of what's available. And then sometimes we can even have, something called a pocket listing, which can be either for a rental or a sale. So it's best to start with a realtor and that knows the rental market and then can really uh, uh, try to seize the day for you and get what you need. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So a couple of follow-up questions then, you know, for those listening who rent their property or properties, is there, you know, we've talked about pricing strategy and, and putting it on the market at the right price and all that. What about rentals? You know, is there a strategy that, you know, you know, if it's not, for example, rent it up to so long that you reduce it by a certain percentage? Right. That- so so what, it, what has to happen is like if someone decides they want to put their home or condominium for, uh, for rent, uh, we have to first ask the question annual or or um, mm-hmm. uh, seasonal, then you also have to ask furnished or unfurnished. There's other factors involved. And then you have to look at the location. I mean, obviously, if they're closer to the beach, that, that will probably be bringing in a, higher, a little higher monies for that rental property. But basically, just like you would put a house up for sale, you would look at comps and see what the latest comps are. And then you would, you would pretty much base it on those comps. But if you see like, like even when the sales market in the past month or so, there was a lot of price reductions in the sales market. So, so if you look and you see there's price reductions in the, in the rental market, then you know you're going to have to make an adjustment even prior to, to putting it on the market because there is that, mm-hmm. that, that, um, that lower cost uh, of the price for the rent. But um, you just kind of, you just have to really keep a pulse on the market and, and do your best not only for, you know, you know, your landlord, but, you know, also if you're looking for a, a tenant, you know, you try to do your best as well. And, you know, everything's a no. And then one thing that people have to remember is everything's a negotiation, too. So even in the rental market, you can negotiate. So like, say, if something is eighteen hundred dollars 
a month and you say, well, how about it? Would you take 1750? Would you take 1700? You know, some people, some landlords won't, but there's other landlords that may say, you know what, I'll meet you in the middle at 1750. So you do have the ability to negotiate. It's not always in stone, those rent prices. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then the uh, your point about pool, no pool. Again, someone listening uh, who is looking at maybe maximizing their rental income for the home does does what what does adding a pool do for that rental well first of all it's extremely easier to rent so it won't be sitting on the market that much that long because um people you know you live even even in the selling market you know people say i don't want a pool i don't want to buy a pool most of the time they ended up with a pool because then they think about their grandchildren coming down and they need somewhere to swim and they want, you know, plus it's a lovely feature to look at behind your lanai and you see this beautiful pool and then you might be behind a lake or, or something that is landscaped and really pretty. So, so the pool not only adds, it will rent your rent quicker, but also it would increase the value quite a bit. I would think through, you know, things that, that say a pool home, could rent a non-pool home might rent for like I don't know, say fifty-five hundred during season, but a pool home might rent for seven thousand, you know, per month. Uh, you know, it could add another fifteen, you know, five thousand in your pocket. So it's really, if you're thinking about renting your your place, I mean, if you had a pool home, single family, that's that's the way to go. Or if you're going to rent something even smaller with or a condominium, uh, you know, the condominium you know, the closer to the beach, the better off you are as far as renting it and getting a higher price and also renting it quicker. Yeah. Super. Well, good, good stuff. Anything else you want to add uh, on the rentals? No, it's just that just make sure that when you're dealing with a, with a realtor that, that they understand and rentals, because a lot of these, a lot of realtors, actually a lot of, it's interesting to see, but you know, there's only a handful of us down here in Southwest Florida that deal with rentals as far as a brokerage firm. But now people are seeing the advantages of rentals and the brokerages are. And now some of the big names are jumping in with with rentals. But for me, I, I, I've been doing it for so long that it's important to 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 be with somebody, a firm that that has been established that that knows the market with rentals that rents day in and day out and we we're like you know i mean i hate to say it but we're like a fine oiled machine now because we just know what to do and how to do it there's a lot of there's a lot of uh government things that you have to do here you have to register the rental you have to make sure you pay the taxes on Mm -hmm. a monthly basis you have to you know there's more it's not just like okay i found something and now you sign a lease and now you're in there's a lot more to it than that. So um, it's always good to go with a firm that's knowledgeable. And uh, like I said, and, and we're one of those firms. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the other piece, as you were saying that, uh, that just dawned on me, the fact that you're working with folks every single year, you know, they t- your, your clients tend to come back on a regular basis. You get to, to know them. And, and um, so when you rent that place out, you know, let's say, whatever you know the house that i was renting from you for five years it's sold and now they're a year-round resident and then i'm like well robert yeah i need another place you have kind of a built-in referral network from your existing base of clients that you can find quality renters for 
your new we do and then we do all the you know it's we do all the the background checks on on people too yeah. if we don't if they're new to the rental market i mean you just have to do you have to do that and you have to make sure that you know uh, whether it's an, it, with an annual with an annual rental especially there's a certain percentage that it has to be for them to qualify and you know we try to do it's hmm. just like trying to buying a home we we would we would prefer to put a buyer in that we know is going to be able to afford it and be happy there as well as the landlord knowing that those people can afford it and be happy yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like all things in life, something that looks so simple, the rentals, uh, uh, it's, it's great. We, we kind of explored that a bit and a better understanding of what really is involved that there are a lot of moving parts there. And it's great to know you're in the Naples area that you've been doing this for, for how long now? Well, we've been doing four, 14 years. I, I, I've been oh, established yeah. in my yeah. own firm and we've been doing, we started doing, we, believe it or not, we started doing rentals maybe about 13 years ago, but, but, and we just started off very small and then it's just it multiplied and multiplied yeah. and multiplied. Yeah. You know, we had, we had, it was funny. I hired an associate who, who, her and her son used to do a rental here or a rental there. And she says, what do we do a couple of rentals? And I'm like, well, I, I don't think there's an issue because they had had experience before. And then she says, oh, yeah, I like them because it's good once in a while. You know, you the money that a realtor makes on rentals is not as significant as saying selling a house. So she says, well, it gives me enough money so I can get my Manny and Petty done. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why she wanted to do a few rentals. And these few rentals blossomed to over 300 rentals now. So it's pretty, pretty funny. So she's getting quite a few things done now. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Oh, awesome. Well, Robert, thanks again for uh, sharing your expertise and we will see you in the next episode. Great, Charlie. Thanks so much. Thanks for everything. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Nardi Realty Podcast with Robert Nardi. To learn more about Nardi Realty, go to www.buynaples.net. That's buy, B-U-Y, Naples, N-A-P-L-E-S dot net or call 239-293-3592.